Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today we've got another fellow YouTuber on the show, which is always exciting for me because, as you guys know, I got my own YouTube channel. I love YouTube. think it's one of the most amazing platforms that is leading the charge in the edtech revolution. Uh, and this gentleman's name is Virgil, and he is the creator of a really cool YouTube channel called Two Minute Classroom. So what is Two Minute Classroom? This is from the About section on the YouTube channel. It says, are you a high school student who would rather not spend every night studying and working on homework? I am here to help you find the answers you need quickly so that you can spend less time studying and more time pursuing your passions. I love that. I cover mostly science and math with a spattering of other topics mixed in. I know a lot of students find these topics to be difficult and boring, but when you prop- when properly broken down and clearly explained, you might actually enjoy it. And, and that's kind of my motto as well in education. Really try and, and make things fun and enjoyable because learning is fun. Just talked to somebody uh, yesterday, the creator of another awesome YouTube channel called After School, and he says the same thing. You know, really at, a, at the heart of it, I think all people love to learn, whether it's learning how to play a video game, learning a sport, or, or learning a topic, but we just have to tap into what's interesting. So that, without further ado, Virgil, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Josefa. Thank you for joining. So first of all, tell us, and, uh, and your, your YouTube channel is called Two Minute Classroom. Let's just start. I want to know why, why did you title it Two Minute Classroom? Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously, to keep the video short is the goal of the channel, right? That's why it's Two Minute Classroom. And the impetus for that was uh, I was a high school teacher for a number of years, taught high school science. And I would show my students uh, YouTube videos that I found on some of the topics. And a lot of the complaints were that the videos were too long, that they covered too many topics, that they, they were boring. Um, and so I got the idea that, you know, I could probably make a shorter video that covered a specific topic and, you know, didn't kind of left out all the fluff. And so that, that was the idea behind two minute classroom. And, and I focused on that two minute time range because it felt like it was enough time to, that I could cover most science concepts. Uh, in two minutes, um, but that it wasn't too long that the students were getting bored or I was, you know, throwing in too much fluff. So that's, that's the impetus for two minute classroom. And I think it makes sense too, because it's like, and maybe not every video is exactly two minutes, right? But, but people coming to your channel know what to expect, know that they can get something within that, roughly within that time frame, and, and come away with some knowledge. So that's really cool. Uh, what, what type of subjects did you teach? Uh, so I taught um, at a high school that was very small. There were 34 kids in the high school total. Um, and so I was the science department. I taught all the science classes from uh, eighth grade through 12th grade. Uh, so any, any science course you can think of, I taught it. physics, chemistry, um, astronomy, biology, genetics, uh, anatomy, and physiology. Uh, I taught a little bit of math as well. Um, but it was, it was a great experience. Loved getting so close to the students as you do in a school that small, um, shout out to Camas County high school, uh, which is where I taught. Um, yeah, that's, I, I taught everything. 
And now, when when you began your channel, uh, when did it? After how long of starting the channel did you start getting? Because now you got over twenty four thousand subscribers. At what point did you start getting some traction and people being like, "Oh, wow, this is this is some helpful stuff here." Yeah, so it, it took me a while, um, as it as it often does. Uh, I think uh, it took me about six months to get my first 100 subscribers. Um, and I was just cranking away. I probably put out more videos in that first six months than I have in any six months since then. Um, cause I was just really trying to get it up and going. And then it took me another six months to reach a thousand subscribers. Um, and then it's just really been building up from there. It's been about three and a half years now. And like I said, we're uh, approaching 25,000, uh, which is incredible. It just, uh, very humbling and, and a little shocking to see, but it's been a lot of fun. This is a, a kind of like my story, except for I've had a, a, a slower growth, but I'm almost at four years uh, in March, and it was the same thing. It took so long to reach a hundred and quite a while to reach a thousand. So I, I get that journey, and that's yeah, major props to anybody who doesn't know, doesn't have a YouTube channel. It's so difficult to to reach a milestone like that, and it takes a lot of hard work and consistency. So that's great. Okay, let's dive into some of the intricacies. Now, I noticed that there's a lot of biology and chemistry. First of all, why? Did you and and I, and you got this great animation style? I think it, you didn't use it necessarily in some of your math videos, but then maybe it seems like you've recently started integrating in this animation uh, technique. So w- why did you choose that, and and what's been the reaction? Yeah, so if you look at some of my first couple of videos, um, which they are uh, math videos uh, and and a little bit of science as well, um, they're just hand drawn, um, you know, filming from above, and and then I came across this software, Video Scribe, which I use. Um, it's just an animated whiteboard. Um, and I thought, you know, has better handwriting than me, uh, to say the least. And it's, and it's a lot, it's very smooth. It's very eye catching. And so I started trying that out and just saw, um, I, I don't know that necessarily the videos perform better. Um, I haven't done a lot of testing with it, but once I started going that way, it just became a, a very smooth process for me to create the videos. Um, and it, it was, it was a lot easier moving forward. Um, and I think there is something uh, more engaging about it. Uh, people are easy, uh, find it easier to follow. I have multiple comments from students that English is not their native language that say they understand my videos better because of that animation style. Um, cause it gives kind of the visual and the audio. Uh, and so I think all of that has, has benefited the, my viewers and my students. If you listen to guys like, so I've worked with both Tim Schmoyer and Roberto Blake. They both helped me with my YouTube channel. And they're both awesome guys to talk to when it comes to anything related to YouTube. And I think what they've nailed into my brain, which is exactly what you're following, is the idea that really nowadays as the algorithm gets smarter and smarter, quality trumps everything else. So even without testing, I think, you know, without explicitly testing, of course, everything is an implicit test. But like, it, you know that it looks better and it, because I can tell you just from watching watching the content it looks nice and it's a good flow to it which means it's got to be it's got to be superior uh in that from, from that standpoint and that that obviously is you're you're reaping those rewards so so that makes a lot of sense now tell us when we when we come to when we come to subjects like biology and chemistry how are you choosing your topics is it from experience in the classroom or is it from requests from viewers or both yeah, a little bit of both. So um, when I started off, so I, I studied biology uh, in, in my graduate or in my undergraduate uh, studied biology and chemistry. Uh, so that's why there's a greater focus there. That's kind of my 
my first love in science, um, especially genetics, love genetics. And so you'll see a lot on my channel about DNA and genotypes and things related to genetics. Um, and, and so I think initially it was mostly just topics that I, I was interested in. Um, and, and as you said, that I saw students in my classroom struggle with. Um, and then from there it's gone to, you know, some videos are requested by some of my viewers and I make those, uh, and some videos are requested by, uh, I have a lot of nieces and nephews and they'll request videos and, and I make those. Um, and so I, I, I have, I have a whole list that I'm working through. That's kind of a, a content calendar specifically around biology. Um, but sometimes I, I get bored with that and I just want to try something else and see a comment to, you know, make a particular video. And I just jump on and make that one. I think what's interesting with the EdTech revolution is that folks like you that are teachers, you know, that have taught for a long time are now jumping into the game and directing, creating the content yourself, which to me is the result. It, it, it's why now there's so much good quality content versus maybe 10 or 20 years ago it was sort of driven by larger companies that perhaps hired education specialists and things like that. But I just see that there's such better, there's more content, obviously way more now, but there's, it ends up being better because it's just all engineered by people with a lot of in-class experience. And, and I think that that has a better result. Uh, when you, I, I just want to touch on math on your math videos briefly and your math experience, just because I love math and that's, that's where my channel is focused. So you're, you had like, for example, some videos on slope and things like that. What is, you know, what are the levels of math that you've taught and what are some of the, what are some of the concepts that you've really tried to focus on that you see that you saw in your own students that had some of the most difficulty conceptually? Yeah. So I, I taught, um, kind of a, kind of a, a remedial math course, um, uh, to, to students that were particularly struggling with math, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is very humbling. I mean, teaching itself is very humbling. Uh, it shows a lot of, a lot of your weaknesses. Um, but I, I found that, you know, that I take a lot of things for, for granted in my understanding of math. And, and I think we all do. And so I think what was most interesting was seeing that I need to get down to a very basic level. You know, I have a video that talks about what is area. Right. And, and so yep. like explaining that concept of like, yeah, this is how you find area, but this is actually, this is actually what it is. Like we're talking about, you know, the space uh, that this, this flat surface occupies, you know, and, and I, I think that's what I found most helpful, especially with those students that really struggled was going not, not to maybe the math principles, but a, a little beyond some things I think I've heard you talk about in your podcast of, of explaining like the, the why behind this math and helping them you know, understand and appreciate it a little more so that they're, they're more engaged in actually learning the concept. That's absolutely right. Yeah. hundred percent. It makes it more interesting. It makes it easier to grasp and understand. And then the beauty of that as well is when you're trying to apply certain skills on a math test and let's say you remember a, a formula length times width for area, but then you might forget it. Was it length times length? Was it two? Was it W plus length? Now you go back into a panic and say, I can't remember the formula. It's not popping into my brain. When you have the conceptual understanding, you can work around that you know, potential memory failure. And that's what I, what, what I try to instill in all my students' minds is that, hey, you always have the good conceptual understanding as, a, as an amazing backup. And then you don't even need to worry about uh, the formula so much. So you now are at, uh, you have a lot of videos, a lot of great content. Uh, and I noticed, too, I, li- I liked how it's organized uh, within the playlist as well. What's next on the horizon for your channel? What are you working on now? So, I, I mean, I think I, 
I need to continue to build out content. That's, that's something that, I mean, there's no shortage of content that, that needs to be built around uh, science and math in general. Um, but I, something I've noticed with my channel, maybe you've noticed this with yours as well, is I get, I'll get um, viewers requesting in the comments uh, a certain video that I've already created, and they'll, they'll request me to create that video. And so, you know, I realize there's this gap between um, the videos students want and then being able to find it, even though they're they're on my channel. You know, a lot of people don't use the channel search feature that that YouTube provides um, within channels. And so, I would like to down the road build some type of a, a tool, maybe an app that really aggregates educational content and makes it makes it much easier to to find and to navigate to um, kind of a smooth, seamless process. I do. Um, so that's, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I do. I do see that. I see that issue on my channel as well. People requesting stuff. I, it happens on uh, our business Instagram account as well. Hey, uh, I really don't understand this topic. How do I find it? And and for whatever reason, maybe they have tried the search function and it doesn't work. I don't know. But yeah, it happens. It happens quite a lot. It happens more now as my uh, audience has been growing. So yeah, I'm sure you've you've dealt with that way more than I have even. Uh, so yeah, but that makes a lot of sense to have, to have an aggregator tool. And in terms of like, do you have big goals in terms of, uh, of, Hey, like in, in a year, I want to be, I want to cover everything, all the concepts in AP biology or something like that, or all the concepts in AP chemistry. Is there some general plan to tackle like a big goal like that? You know, I, I probably should have some more like content specific goals like that, but my goals are, my goals are really interesting. They're like, one goal that I have is to like randomly see somebody watching one of my videos. Like, like just be at an airport and see a student on their laptop watching one of my videos. Like that's, that's what would like make me feel like I've, I've made it like I've, I've accomplished things. And then uh, as far as content goes, I mean, I, I, I want, I want to have all the content that um, like, for example, a biology teacher needs in the classroom to be able to clear up confusion among their students. And so what that looks like, I, I haven't detailed exactly, but the goal is just to make sure that, that students have the resources they need so that they can get their questions answered and focus on whatever it is they're truly interested in. And maybe it is science. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I totally resonate with that sentiment. Same really for me too, the same guiding principle. What, what, do your students, I'm not sure if you, do, I, did, I know if I asked if you still teach, but did your students or do your current students use your videos as well in the classroom? Um, I, I don't still teach, um, uh, but I, I plan to return to teaching someday because it's so rewarding. But uh, my, my students, um, they didn't use my, my videos at the time because I, I hadn't really started creating it until um, I was toward, towards the end of my, my most recent teaching career. Um, but I have had, like I said, I've had, uh, which this has been a really cool experience, I've had um, some of my nieces and nephews' teachers show my students in their classroom, like without provocation from my niece or nephew. So I'll, I'll get a message from you know, my niece saying, hey, uh, my teacher just showed your you know, DNA video to our whole class. And, like, and so that's really awesome for me to see that, that other teachers are using it. And I do get some comments from teachers as well that say it's, you know, really helped in their classroom and helped their students. If you had any advice for parents out there of students or students directly that are, that are struggling, let's say in biology, 
I mean, what would your beyond beyond, of course, going to your channel and looking at your videos, what would you say would be would be your general advice in terms of, hey, if you're if you're having a, a tough time with with visualizing particular concepts, what what else could, what else would your recommendation be to do? Um, so first, I'd say you just you just need to relax and not not stress so much over school. I drive that into my students all the time. Like, yes, school is important. Your education is important, but it's not everything. Um, and so that'd be the first thing. And then, and then second thing I'd say is, is take advantage of, of your resources. Um, hopefully they're in the classroom with a, with a, a good teacher that's, you know, uh, interested in their success. Um, they, and the parents and the students should try to talk to that teacher and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Um, uh, you know, help, help me figure this out. What resources do you have that I can use? Um, and then, and then using other resources, uh, textbooks are, are really good at, at providing, um, clear, clear answers. Sometimes it's hard to find, but taking advantage of like the glossary in a textbook is, is hugely beneficial. That's something I'd point out to my students all the time that a lot of students don't use. You can just look up the word of the concept you're trying to understand and get a good definition right there. And sometimes that'll clear up confusion. Uh, and then beyond that, of course, you have to turn to, uh, I mean, there's endless resources on the internet. Um, that can be kind of a pain to sort through, but uh, there's, there's, lots of, there's lots of help out there um, for free that, that you can find. Yeah, absolutely. Two minute classroom. Definitely check that out as well. I mean, but the cool thing is about YouTube and everything that's happening is there really is so many options, which is important because it every student has a different learning style and and might connect with a different type of teacher or different style. So you have the options. Go out there and search. Definitely check out uh, two minute classroom as well and see if that resonates with you. And if it does, amazing. Subscribe and you've got a, a really powerful resource. So if people are listening and they want to check out your channel or they want to connect with you, how can they do that? Um, so uh, two minute classroom on YouTube is uh, the best way to to find me and to find the content. Um, you know, you should find it pretty easy. I wear a bow tie a lot, so that's the image you'll look for. Um, uh, and we do have a, or I do have a, a website as well. It's just www. dot two minute classroom with the numeric two. Um, uh, dot com, and that's that's still being built out. So don't expect much there, but in the future, that's going to be. Um, a much uh, bigger uh, resource as well. All right, guys, there you have it. There's the information to check out Two Minute Classroom. And if you missed it, well, it's a podcast. You can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, you can check out the write-up at scalarlearning.com. Just go to the podcast section and check out the write-up for this podcast. All the pertinent and relevant information will be in there. Moreover, we just reached a milestone of 10,000 subscribers, which we're very excited about. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. We've got new content coming out on the regular. Lots of SAT, ACT math, and even some icy math and new math music video i've been talking about it for for months it feels like but it's 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 getting there on synthetic division so just keep your eyes out for for a new one i know it's been quite a while since we've had a math music video thank you guys so much for joining and i'll see you next time take it easy